Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of X-Files Diaries. I'm Annie. I'm Jen. Uh, and today, we have a fun-filled topic. Ooh, uh, ooh. We are going to talk about our favorite woman to hate, Diana Fowley, yeah. a.k.a. the foul one. Uh-huh. Um, now, Jen, I'm a little worried about this episode because, you know, there are a lot of topics that get me going, as we've all uh, learned over the over the course of this podcast. But this is one that really gets you going, right? <laughs> it really does. I've been like in a I've been in a simmering state of rage since I started sort of prepping for this podcast a couple of days ago. I mean, I'm always in a state of very low simmering rage about <laughs> Diana Fowley. But as I started to think about her more actively, which I don't do very often because it's not good for my health, mm. uh, my rage has just been like peak form. I feel like I am ready to rage. It's always a bit of like, yeah, like you said, like low key humming background yeah. noise rage. Always. 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 It's always there. Always. Okay, yeah. so I guess my first question about this, and I want to ask you first, uh, okay. what was Diana's deal, all right? <laughs> oh, I, yeah, that's part of the reason why, one of the many reasons why I dislike her, her character, her purpose on the show. Um, it, it's, I'd, I'm shrugging my shoulders because it's hard to tell. I mean, it's does it change over the course of the show? Did they know what her deal was when she came on? What is she up to? I mean, d does she have feelings for Mulder? I think she does. Oh, I definitely her, think she does. Yeah, in her sort of stilted, we can't really tell way, but I think she's meant to. Mm, I yeah, think they're I meant think to be genuine. Tell. I think we can yeah. tell. Yeah, I think we wouldn't be as annoyed by her if we couldn't tell. But I guess, you know, this is a good question, actually, to bring up right off the top, because you're you're talking about how how she was brought into the show. Do you think she yep. was brought onto the show solely as a I don't want to say solely but I should say mostly as a sort of stumbling block to Mulder and Scully as a as a sort of love interest type character because I've wondered this often they they deal with it so subtly and I feel like Jillian did so much with with just looks just the way she yeah. reacted like she didn't even yep. have very many lines towards her but you could just right. you could sense it right off the top that this was just a territorial thing this was like right off the bat not okay and it's funny because I guess my question is like do you think it was meant to sort of be like rom like introducing a romantic element into the show because they had never done that before I think so overtly would you agree with that yeah no, I think that's a really excellent point. And I think that, yes, I, I agree that that is possibly her sole purpose on the show. I think she is strictly a plot device. I don't think she's ever really fleshed out as an actual character who behaves in a natural, organic fashion. I think she was brought in as a plot device to add something, something to the show. And yeah, part of that is like her role within the mythology, but I think it's largely basically to bring in a soap opera element. I mean, as often as everyone connected with the X-Files wants to be all, hey, this isn't a soap opera, this was the most soapy thing you could do, introducing a really lame, really forced love triangle situation. I mean, like some of the some of the lines and some of the situations, like my eyes were rolling so hard that it was painful, especially in like I'm thinking of the end, the first episode where we're, we have the privilege of meeting Diana and it's all about 
this like triangulation because Gibson is there and he can read minds and it's all, oh, the some of the women, the women are thinking about Mulder and Mulder's thinking about them, but which one is who's thinking about who here? And it's like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Like, come hmm. on, is this the X-Files even? It's not even a good soap opera. Nothing against soap operas. I enjoy them. But this isn't even a good one. This is all like, oh, who's thinking about who? And who does Mulder really like? And what does Scully think about it? And Scully is like super insecure about the whole thing. And, ah, uh, no, I just really hate it. And That's I don't really know where funny. they were. I don't know where they were taking her exactly in terms of like, what were the plans for her in season six? I don't know because she gets shot at the end of season five. She seems like she's going to die. And then suddenly she's back fit as a fiddle in season six. So I honestly don't know where they were planning to take her, whether she was supposed to come back for season six. But overall, I would say she's there because the whole Muller Scully storyline was getting like, it was getting ridiculous, keeping them apart. And so Chris Carter had to bring in something uh, artificial to to create some kind of tension between them, something to sort of an obstacle that would keep them apart for a little longer because their characters just didn't make sense apart at that point. Okay, that's really funny that you feel that because I completely 100% disagree with you. Oh, no. Uh I mean, yay. I Yeah, yay. Um, That's I, I never, ever. Again, I'm always feel like I'm being forced in the position to defend the show and its choices. But like, I always felt like this was kind of a really kind of well done triangle. And let me let me tell you why. I feel like they could have easily had this character just kind of be an ex-girlfriend of Mulder's. And that was it. And that would have been soap opera. But I think that this goes to the heart of their dynamic and not only their their this this sort of underlying unresolved sexual tension that they're obviously dealing with, but their partnership. And I feel like that is what makes this interesting and what makes the, what gives gives this depth. Um, I didn't really look at any of the Gibson stuff as cute. I looked at it as tense. I looked at it as Scully, I looked at Scully's reactions as not outright jealousy. I, I think they handled her jealousy arc very well. Like it builds very slowly. I don't want to say builds slowly because she hates her right off the top. But you don't, I don't, ta- I don't take it as jealousy off the top. I take it as she doesn't know what to think. She's, she's dealing with her, she's sort of internalizing her own feelings because I think she doesn't fully understand what she feels for Mulder yet. And this is making her uncomfortable and she doesn't know why. And I feel like they yeah. dealt with that in a really good way. Like I don't think they, de- I don't think it was, it was, done soap opera ish at all so i i disagree with you there and i don't i don't necessarily think that diana is a fully fleshed out character but i think that's by design i mean i think she's supposed to have an element of mystery and i think as we as we see throughout the arc she has six episodes right um every Uh, time she comes back we learn a little bit more and we find out that we know a little bit less so i think that's really really interesting and that was a really great Mm -hmm. way to build it um, I think that's, I think that it's, she's interesting. I feel like there's so much going on and hopefully we'll get into this today, but, um, I think there's so much going on behind the scenes that we do not know about that we have to put together, which is what I love to do with this show. Um, mm-hmm. that is, that is there, like it's there, like there are so many things they say, there are so many lines that kind of don't make sense on the surface. So a lot of the time, maybe the first few times I watch them, I just kind of let them go by. And then the more time I, the more times I watch and the more I think about it, I go, what did that actually mean? Um, where's this yeah. coming from? They they have this entire history. She and Mulder have this entire history that we are not aware of. 
Um, mm-hmm. And it to me, it feels very real. I don't know if that's in the acting. I think as much as we hate Diana Fowley, I think Mimi Rogers did a really good job of creating kind of a foil to Scully um, yeah. and, and creating somebody that we really love or love to hate, hate to hate. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I don't I have don't, a problem I, with the actual arc of it and introducing her as a, as a threat not only to Scully romantically, because we're not even there yet, but to their partnership, which I think keeps it interesting. Yeah. And I think that, and I totally agree that the partnership element is key to the story. And because that for, for Scully and Mulder, the, the partnership and the X-Files aspect of their relationship and their kind of potential romantic relationship are so intertwined. Mm-hmm. And to have, I, I mean, I think it is a, a good idea that if someone's going to be sort of introduced as a threat uh, that it be someone that has an even sort of closer connection to the X-Files than Scully does yes. in a sense. That she was there when the, the X-Files was created. That's what seems to kind of catch Scully's attention at it's the like beginning. It's like a betrayal. That's what seems to, it feels, it, um, yeah, it almost, feels like right? a betrayal. And she probably always also wonders why he hasn't mentioned her. And then, yeah. and then starts to probably read into that, which she should. You know, yeah. and it almost yeah. it feels like this sort this sort of whole secret life that you never told me about, and like like everything that we've been working on has almost is almost tainted by this. Yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, I think it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It it affects not just like the here and now. What what does this mean for us personally? But also like, I have to kind of like rethink and reevaluate everything we've done on the X Files right. in a new light because right. I've learned this really key thing about the X Files that I didn't know before, as well as this key thing about you personally that I didn't know before. And so I can certainly see why it would throw her off. Mm-hmm. And she's definitely thrown off at first. She kind of regains her footing a bit uh, in through season six, particularly, and like. I like that a lot better. I, mm-hmm. I don't particularly like the character of Scully when she's sort of acting a bit sort of insecure and kind but why? of. But why? I want to I want to talk about that. Why? Because to me, that's human. It's perfectly human. Oh, it is. It's human. It's I, it's not out of character by any means. OK. Um, it's just not my favorite version of Scully. I like kick ass Scully. Yeah. I don't like you. Know, I like vulnerable kind of... Scully. I I'll take I'll take vulnerable yeah. Scully. I like it because she le- vulnerable. No, because she lets it show so rarely that I like it well, when we yeah. see it, and I, I like it when uh, it comes to Mulder. So I just that I eat that I eat that up. I like it. I just it feels to me kind of like of all the things for her to be. I like vulnerable Scully generally speaking, especially if it happens in a hospital. <laughs> but if it's over, like. Oh, you know, there's this other girl, and I don't know if the boy that I like likes me or likes that other girl. It just feels a little high think, school to me. I think you're denigrating it by saying that. That's what I'm trying I to. I know expi- I'm trying to denigrate. But it. but I mean, I don't think that's what. I don't think that it's supposed to be. I think a lot of people don't like this storyline because they they look at it on the on the surface like that. They don't see like the, the this is not just that, you know. And I know you see it, yeah. but I'm just saying like it. To me, it doesn't look like that. I feel like it looks so much deeper. It looks like she's, it's not only this sort of, um, she's confused about her romantic feelings, but like we were just talking about, like there's all this stuff underneath the surface that is affecting her, prob- you know, probably more at first. And then the more this bitch shows up, she's like, who is this chick? Why does she keep showing up? I'm uncomfortable and I don't know why. And it's driving me crazy, you know? Yeah. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Like, I mean, we've had, we've had um, exes show up 
for both of yeah. them over the course of the series. And I always hate it when they do, too. Yeah. I think that's another thing, too, is I feel like the, deep down you have kind of a visceral reaction to any other um, love do. interest. I hate yeah. exes. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, I don't like exes. I don't like potential currents. I hate it in jurors. I mean, like, I'm just very much about no one is allowed in the in my Mulder and Scully bubble. <laughs> Stay out, people. Makes me very angry. If Scully is territorial, I am 10 times more territorial when it comes to my Mulder and Scully. I get it. I get it. Um, yeah. It's, no. it, and the problem... One of the problems I have with uh, with Mulder's alleged relationship with with Fowley is, and this is my problem with the character. Well, one of my problems with the character of Fowley overall is the way she is presented to us. I think that a lot about Diana Fowley, it's tell rather than show, and we're told that she has this history with Mulder, and that appears to be kind of the basis of the threat that she poses and, and the, you know, with good reason, I suppose, but I don't see it. I don't see what that relationship was. We're told it existed. We take that at face value, but I don't see chemistry between Mulder and Fowley. Aren't I don't you glad s- though? Well, yeah, I suppose I probably am. I was going to say, don't, really you think, me. don't you think that's telling though, that it's only the mere mention of this that has put our, ha- our, our haun- us up on our haunches like we're like I yeah. seriously like I ser- all all that had to happen was in the end when she takes his hand and we're all like oh hell no yeah. <laughs> she's on the shit list like don't do not touch yeah. him and she I feel don't like even take his yeah, hand they didn't have to have any chemistry I don't think for us to hate her um no I I totally agree I think that the lack of chemistry if anything makes us hate her all the more mm-hmm. what it does for me is that it definitely you know I probably would have really lost it if they'd had actual chemistry. You're right about that for like six episodes. Yeah. Oh, hell no. But the problem I have is that it's it's interpreting Mulder's behavior and Mulder's character because he appears to be under her spell. Yeah. He's very easily led by her. He he behaves really quite stupidly and gullibly on more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. And it it's hard for me to root for Mulder and to love Mulder as I want to love him when he's acting that way over a woman that he doesn't even seem to have chemistry with, that isn't a likable person, isn't, it doesn't seem to have a whole lot of heat coming off her. I mean, it's like for her, Mulder, you get all stupid for her. It just doesn't make sense to me. You don't buy it. I See, and I like the fact that we don't know anything. Um, that's usually my position on this show, but I like the idea that we don't know. It's all kind of in the past. We don't, they don't talk about it. They don't show it. And so we're only, we're just left to wonder. And obviously, you know, it's been how many years? It's been a lot of years. So maybe they don't have chemistry anymore, which is fine. They clearly do not. Yeah. It just, she just doesn't seem to be worth it. What Mulder, why are you being so mean to Scully? For Fowley. I mean, she's not worth it. Yeah. What, why is she? She's, if there was something about her that seemed like it was worth it to me, at least his character would make sense to me. Like, I think back to Fire, where we had, like, the only other ex of Mulder's, I think, um, with, in Phoebe Green. Yeah. And uh, Phoebe had a certain something about her, I think. She had, you know, she was kind of hot. She was... You could at least kind of see it. 
Yeah. You could see it. You they had a little see. bit she, of a something going on there. There was something, yeah. something going on. I mean, she was also kind of a bitch and not likable. I didn't like her <laughs> at all. Uh, but I could see it. I could kind of see why Mulder might be in her thrall even today. And obviously it was based on uh, the, the past. But also there was something there you could see where it had come from. Uh, but with Fowley, I, it's it's not happening. I don't see it happen. So, uh, well, do you just I, mean just, physically? Are you basing that just off their physical chemistry? Because I can I can yeah, forgive that. Part, partly physically and partly just like they don't even seem to have very pleasant times when they're together. Like they're just doesn't they don't seem to like each other particularly, well, which maybe exes. they don't. <laughs> I know, what are they supposed to do? Even, go go out for coffee? Like I mean, they're not. They're, I, they should. I don't there think you're being be fair, Jen. There. I don't think you're. I, I far be it for me to be in the position to defend Diana fucking Fowley, but I don't think you're being you're doing fair. It though. No, I don't. I really don't because it just <laughs> it's it, it seems like to me uh, the young Mulder. When I think of Baby Mulder back in the pilot, when we first met him, when yeah. we, presumably she he had been with Fowley a couple years prior. Um, that Mulder to me seems like the kind of guy who would completely 100% go for a woman who agreed with his everything that he said and was right on the same page. I see that. I see that relationship as completely plausible eight, nine years ago. So it doesn't, that's not something that gets in my way. Like I don't, I don't, that doesn't bother me. It never really crossed my mind once. Like what I don't believe, like I don't buy that Mulder would, would hold on to that and not believe Scully. It pissed me off because I think Mulder's mm. being stupid. And I mean, let's just go ahead and talk about it. This the scene in One Son that you're talking about, where they are in the lone gods in the lone gunman's basement, oh, right? Or in the, that was the height of stupidity, right there. Yeah, I think that that is that's a very upsetting scene because it it, it actually like it actually kind of pains me to watch that scene because even yeah. even the lone gunmen are like. What the fuck? Like they're they're really uncomfortable. Like they don't yeah, know because, why he's behaving this way. Yeah, because ev- there's like fairly sort of concrete evidence being produced yeah. to at, le- at the very least raise suspicion about, something that about Mulder, Diana and what she's been up to. Something that yeah, like she said, like and I love her frustration, Scully's frustration. She something that he would very easily pick up and run with on, if it were anybody else. You yes. know what I mean? And, and so she's trying yes. to like, hey, look at the hypocrisy here. You're being ridiculous. And she's com- yep. she's completely being and she even starts off her conversation by saying, I want to lay this out without you launching an objection, you know, yeah. and, and right away he's being so like he's being childlike, you know, he's being immature, like he's doing that. <gasps> oh, like he's just yeah, he's really. being such a dick. And I and I and it's true. And I think it kind of affects him at the end when she says, you know, I without the FBI I don't have anything else but personal interest and if you take that away I'm done you know what I mean like it's seriously stop it and I mean it's a logical argument it's a very logical argument and I think it does hit him because I think when he does go to Diana's apartment later Mm. um, which by the way the Watergate apartments like Jesus fucking Mulder that's like the international (laughs) sign for treachery anyway (laughs) when he goes over there and he um, is talking to smoking man he says to him I have nothing to lose because I think in his mind, like Scully left him. Like it's so Mulder to assume that that was it. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that I I never thought about it that way. I think that he was just so, he was so, I want to say lost and confused. And he figured I lost Scully. She just fucking left me. And so Diana better be worth it. I feel like that in that moment, in that scene, when he goes over there, he's thinking, I have to prove that she's 
that Scully's wrong. Like I have to, I have to prove that, that this person is still on my side. Um, and because in, in his mind, like everything's not right. Like everything has been up upended. Um, which again yeah. kind of comes back later when we, when we get into the biogenesis arc, but like that whole thing bothers, like that whole scene bothers me because Mulder is so defeatist. But at the same time, when I think about it, he's lost Scully. So of course he is. And so in a way it's kind of poetic. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I can see that to a certain extent. I guess it's hard for me to get from where he is in One Son, where he's really essentially, I mean, he has kind of, he's pushed Scully away, you know. he mm-hmm. She's hung in there as long as she can hang in there. And she's been quite patient with him, really, through all of his idiocy. And yeah. he pushes her away. And then he's... I'm kind of encouraged to see him show up at Fowley's apartment because it looks like, you know, he's maybe acting on what these suspicions about her are. Well, and I think and he it's was. Like, okay, okay, he, good. Yep, this yeah. is promising. This is promising. And then who shows up but cigarette smoking man? And it's like, oh, yeah, Diane has been found out now. But except he just seems to, Mulder seems to take CSM's explanation that I'm here looking for Jeffrey Spender and Mm -hmm. he's kind of like oh makes total sense that doesn't seem to reflect poorly on Diana at all and maybe it's because of what you say that he's just like desperate he's desperate Diana to be right at that point he's going to justify everything that he sees because he has no choice you know and I I I get it that it's it looks so stupid from our from us because it is it's totally stupid but I mean like people do stupid things when they're being sort of blinded by lies and I feel like it's it's interesting because she actually does a really good job I think of playing it off when she gets back and she's Mm -hmm. trying to kind of be casual about it and um yeah you know I would have bought it especially if I was inclined to buy it like he is yeah um yeah and Diana's very she's quite she's good she's very good at being manipulative mm -hmm. and she's obviously knows how to push Mulder's buttons and Scully's buttons too, actually, to a, to a large extent. Although that becomes less and less successful as season six goes along, thank goodness. Yeah. Uh, but with Mulder, she knows how to. She can just play him like a ukulele. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I want to go back real quick to the end. I mean, I know we're going to bounce all over the place, but I wanted to talk about the Gibson angle because we have a lot of mm-hmm. insight in in these yeah. Gibson episodes that we don't have. Very any. handy. Yeah, he's quite handy. Um, we, I wish he could be in every episode telling us what everyone's really thinking. Cause I that would really be awesome. Do. I really do. Yeah. Um, I saw a poll going around on Twitter the other day that was, uh, asking who you think, who you think that Mulder's thinking about and which is oh, yeah. thinking about him. And yeah, it's I funny because the, the one that I thought was the least likely is the, is the one that actually won the poll. Um, this is just me being my typical uh, my typical realist self. I'm convinced he was thinking about Diana, and Diana was thinking about him. I, I that that's my convincing. That's my that's my opinion on that because it okay. just. I, I want to hear what you think, but I have a feeling that it's he's obvious. He's obviously thinking about Diana. Like she's just come back into his life. Yeah, they have I think this, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, they have this entire history, and so yeah. so to me that one's solid. The second one, yeah, we know Scully's probably, she's thinking about Diana. I, I don't oh, think she's. Oh, yeah. That's and, and I also think that the re, that what makes me also think that he's thinking about Diana and not Scully is that Gibson says he doesn't want me to say. 
because yeah, because if it was Scully, he wouldn't have that big a problem with saying because it would make you it know, would it's make like, sense. Well, she's my partner, so whatever. Exactly. So to me, it's it's if you just kind of pick it apart like that. I mean, I don't know people don't want to yeah. hear it, but I'm like they literally just got reunited like like 30 minutes yeah. ago. So cut them some well, slack. This is it. Obviously, they're going to be thinking about each other, right? Right. Uh, and I mean, Diane is there with the intention of begging herself a Mulder. So she's definitely going to be more interested in him than in Scully. And mm-hmm. so she's going to be thinking about Mulder. That's going to be her focus. She's not particularly focused on the case. She's mm-hmm. really focused on Mulder. That's what she's been there for from the second she she walked back into Mulder's life. So and the it interesting, makes total sense that they yeah, think about each other. No, totally. And the interesting thing, too, is when he's... <laughs> Mulder kind of digs his own grave when he kind of... <laughs> with his brain tells Gibson don't say it don't say it and Gibson goes he doesn't want me to say because the second Scully hears that she's yeah. now her wheels are turning and she's like yeah, yeah, yeah. why doesn't why and and can you can you imagine like put yourself in Scully in her shoes for this moment there here's yeah. this here's this chick showing up you have no idea who yeah. she is never heard her name before apparently she used to work on the X-Files oh now it finds out that they they knew each other. Now, it, now we find out that he's thinking about her. Now we find out we don't want, he doesn't want Scully to know that he's thinking about her. So <laughs> can you even imagine? She's probably like, what is going on with this chick? Like what is she? And it's so funny because like, she legit has like one conversation with Diana and then is like skedaddling over to the lone gunman for the scoop. Right. Like <laughs> right away, right away. Yeah. Well, she right away feels like all of a sudden, you know, she's so used to like I as I treasure it she's so used to being in the Mulder Scully bubble and all of a sudden here comes Diana Fowley and she all of a sudden Scully senses she's kind of on the outside looking in a little bit because they're thinking about each other and there's that scene in the car at the very beginning Mm. and the three of them are there together it's kind of it was so awkward awkward. I love it Uh, and uh and Mulder and Diana are like making eyes at each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote down in my notes, like, don't even try to make eyes at one another because you're just, you're never going to do it as well as Mulder and Scully do. Well, I mean, I don't, I, it, it just, what is with Diana and those weird, bizarre, crazy eyes? She does she have crazy eyes. She does, does have crazy eyes because you can see the white on the bottom and you're not supposed to see that. <laughs> Like that's right. Is that supposed to be? Is that supposed to be her sexy look? Because all it looks like is her crazy look. It's crazy. I and again, <laughs> I never, ever, ever. Just for the record, and maybe this is their complete utter, an utter lack of sexual chemistry. But to, again, you put anyone next to David and Jillian, and they're just going to completely fall flat on on that yes, front. To be are. to be fair, to be fair. Yes, but absolutely. I, I never saw that as them like making eyes at each other. I saw that as maybe yeah, maybe she's making eyes at him because she's trying to she's trying to get something across. It's very clear yeah. to me. It's she very is. clear to me she came back with, for him. With, yeah, she's trying to shoot lasers out mm-hmm, of her eyes mm-hmm. at him or something. And then he's look. He just keeps looking at like his look is kind of like oh god, how do I deal with this? She's back. Yes, I don't know how. Yeah. I, I don't know how to process this like that. I think well, that's. For, Kinda yeah, happened. I think that, and I think that that's pretty much Mulder's behavior around her for the whole rest of the time she's there. Like he, from the beginning, he seems a little overwhelmed by her and slightly, ever so slightly, scared of her. Yeah, and sort of attracted to her at the same time, and we see that there, and that's pretty much how it plays out for for the whole time. He's just like she has some kind of a spell over him. And he's a little scared of her. Mm-hmm. And you can kind of see, like, he's intrigued by her. He's interested in her. He's wondering what's going on. I wrote down <laughs> my notes also that uh, sometimes, like, at times like that and 
really throughout the whole thing. Uh, sometimes Diana seems more like Mulder's mom than anything else because it's this. I don't know if it's because she calls him Fox all the time, and the oh, only yeah, other I person talk about doing that. that is his mom, and. She looks, I mean, I'm, I don't want to be ageist. I'm a 50-year-old woman. But she, Mimi Rogers, just, who is a beautiful woman, mm-hmm. to this day, honestly, you look at current pictures of Mimi Rogers, she, she looks younger now than they made her look on the X-Files. I don't know if it was the makeup or yeah. how she was shot, but she looked older than she was. I think she was something in the neighborhood of like 42 Jen, back then. I think it was just her rest, her resting bitch face. That's all. <laughs> I think that's all it, it was. I, I, yeah, it could have been. But you're right. She does look like she does look almost too old for him. I don't know. Yeah, well, I she feel is, like I'm going to have people wasn't. on my on my ass with pitchforks for saying that. But yeah, it just no, again. It's true, though. It's I just think, how it looks. Yeah, it's not even. Yeah. And like you said, it's not even her because it has nothing to do with her age. I just feel like it's this it's this reaction that you have when you are shipping Scully and Mulder and anyone else comes into their bubble. Like you said, yeah. it, you're automatically yeah. going to just p- p- like pick it apart and see what is wrong with this person. I don't want this yes. person in my on my show. Get off. Um, everything is wrong with her so i want to talk about the fox thing okay because i have this thing in my head canon is that he that she calls him that all the time and she used to call him that all the time and that's why he hates it like from day one oh that's why he doesn't want that's why that's why he doesn't want scully saying it that's that's kind of in it in my head can because obviously he's lying to her when he says that he even made his parents call. Yeah. Because both of them call him Fox. So it's, he, yes. you know, he's so lying. It's clearly like yeah. a joke or a lie or something. It's like a that. joke slash lie. He just doesn't yeah. want her calling him. And it it is so rife with meaning when you think about that. Like, look, I don't want this to go like how, like it went last time. Uh, he, yeah. And I know they didn't have, I know they didn't have Fally in mind when they wrote Tombs. I know that. Please don't yeah. come after me. Don't at me. But I'm just saying, when you look at it with this sort of thing in your mind as adding to the story, it makes total sense that he's sitting in that car with her. He knows this is different. This is not going to be Fowley again. And he's saying, we're not doing the Fox thing. Stop it. And I like that. Like In my mind, I like that he has reserved that very specific rule for Scully. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Because he doesn't. He doesn't make anyone else call him even maggie calls him fox like everybody calls him fox but scully so it's like yeah yes so yeah in my mind yeah he hated it when diana did it he doesn't want scully to do it and i like that i can live with that yeah scully's got her own special name for Mulder. no one else calls him Mulder except Mm -hmm. for scully Mm -hmm. and that's special and it makes my heart feel happy oh i love it uh, um, but yeah, I want to like, I want to punch Diana every time she says the word Fox. Fox. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. And she, she seems to say it a lot, like at every opportunity. She it's seems like she's like... just sticking, she's sticking the, the knife in every time just to make a point that he's my man. I can call him Fox. When I think she likes the idea that like she dated a man named Fox. Like <laughs> that to me, she strikes me as like a woman that would go around and be like, this is my boyfriend, Fox. Like, I don't know. Like. <laughs> That that's just that's how she rubs me. She rubs me that way, and I don't like yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. But you I know think what? I could totally see it. That. Does the trick though? Because as I watch it and I watch her call him Fox, it makes me hate that name. And so it's like, okay, now yeah. I get it. I get it. Like I get why he doesn't want people to call him that. So yeah, yeah, and, and, and it's and, true. Yeah, the only people that seem to call him Fox are kind of slightly unpleasant people. So well, uh, yeah, it's or, totally understandable. No, no, not necessarily. But I'm just saying that it's it's people that 
this specific way that she says it grosses me oh, out. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah. It just, it's all part of the many layered sandwich that is why I hate Diana Fowley. Mm-hmm. It's just, that's like, they just really layered it in there about things that we can hate about her. It's like she was specifically designed to be hateable. Yeah. Which, I mean, I could live with for one episode, couple episodes. But man, we had to li- live with her for a long time. I it mean, was. granted, she's only in six episodes, largely. She shows up at the tail end of uh, Two Fathers. So technically seven, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it's only seven episodes. It doesn't sound that bad, right? And through the the sort of the standalone episodes in season six, it's like she doesn't exist, which is, thank goodness, as mm-hmm. far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, so she's not in that many episodes, but... She's around for a long time time. and as long as she's alive and working at the FBI, her existence troubled me for the entirety of season six and through to season, the start of season seven. It was like, I actually had to to look this up to see what the dates were between the time she was introduced and the time that she finally left the show. And it was like a year and a half. Yeah, that's a long time to have to deal with her. It was just a long time. And again, that's probably, it's a thing that's probably more particular to people like me that were watching it live yeah. as it aired. If you're if you're watching it, you know, later on after the fact, when you can kind of go through the episodes at the pace you want, it doesn't feel very long before she's gone. It's only one season, essentially. Mm-hmm. But when you have to live with her it, being there, just lurking <laughs> in the background of my beloved X-Files for a year and a half, it felt like forever. She does And work. it was just like, like she does, right? And it's like, why? Why do you have to bring in this character that you know I hate? You know that I'm gonna hate her. She's been designed this way. Well, that's why. And she just, she just hung around so long, and it became so painful. That's probably why I hate her so very mm. viscerally. It just went on too long, and it. I mean, I know we'll get into this a little bit later. It did not end well enough for my liking. I could have forgiven a lot if it had ended better. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll talk about that later. I have a question for you um, because okay, I, shoot. I well, and I, I guess it's I guess I want to kind of pose my theory and then hear yours because I want to know what actually yeah. went on with her in terms of her working for Smoking Man. Um, do you think that it's possible that she left Mulder? She left Mulder because of Smoking Man. Like Smoking Man had actually recruited him, her. Because oh, right at the right back then. Way back then. Because and this is why I ask because obviously she left for this assignment in Berlin or whatever. We find out that she's or not in Berlin, but in um, was it? It's because Somewhere of the because of it was in Europe or something. But she it's was the doing East, maybe. Yeah, she was doing all the stuff yeah. from from MUFON. It was very clear that she was very yeah. actively involved in all of the stuff Smoking Man was right, yes. right, right yes. from the beginning, right from the beginning. And my 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 question is because of something that Smoking Man says to her in I think it's Amorfati when they're doing the surgery. Um, mm-hmm. He said he says to her something about the um, his t- talking about Mulder's depth of capacity for suffering, and then she mm-hmm. says like father like son, and that line gave me pause because I'm like when the fuck did Smoking Man suffer? When did he suffer? He, he has Seriously, not suffered. Right? And so it, it made me, it made my wheels turn. And I go, he has cooked up a story for her. And it does seem like he has sort of lured her to work for him under false pretenses because it's he's smoking man. He's a liar. But I wonder, her knowing that he's Mulder's father, I wonder, A, how long she's known that and Mulder hasn't. And I'm, mm. and I, and I wonder, 
B, what sort of story he told to get her to work for him that and betray yeah. Mulder. Like, I wonder, yeah. like, where and, and, and this is kind of leading into what I was talking to you about. And you texted me angrily that I had a sort of indef- <laughs> I had a sort of in defense of Diana Fowley um, uh, uh, point. Um, uh-huh. and I'm, I, I'm, I'm going to, I guess I should launch into it, but I, I want to hear your thoughts on, on her and smoking man and their relationship first. Well, they have a weird relationship. That's to be sure. Uh, I kind of get the impression. My interpretation is that at some point she was approached by the smoking man. I don't think it's quite as early as you're seeing it. Just I don't know why I feel that way. I just I guess I just think that she maybe held on to her principles slightly longer than that, but who knows? And he presented something to her that made her think that it made sense to be on his side, and that that was the right side to be on, and that she could further her work more effectively in conjunction with Smoking Man than she could without. And that it would be for Mulder's own good in the end. That's kind of the way I took it. Okay. There's some kind. There's some kind of a weird vibe between them, though. I mean, he seems to kind of have the hots for her a tiny bit, which seems to. He seems to have the hots for any female in his vicinity. Yeah. Let's just put that. Well, he out really there. does. Yeah, definitely. But there's that moment in the surgery where he's like something about like I'll just step in for my son after he's gone and he looks at Diana and he like licks his lips and yeah, she looks ew. like horrified at and that And she kind of like touches his shoulder creepily at the end of Two Fathers. Well, I remember I remember thinking that was kind of weird. There is um, something going on. Honestly, do they have more chemistry together than she has with Mulder? Maybe. I think maybe they do. Maybe. <laughs> I think maybe they do. There's something going on between them and I, I don't know what it is exactly, but it's creepy and it's kind of interesting, actually. I find their relationship actually more intriguing than Diana's relationship with Mulder. I don't find it... I don't find it okay as creepy as we're talking about it and as we're making fun of it I don't find it sexual on her end I don't know on his end no, whatever I don't think, so. I don't think yeah. it's that on I, I feel like she has this entire relationship with smoking man obviously we don't know because they've been working together for years and years and years and years I think that much is yeah. proven I, right would you agree with that since uh, yeah since yeah. 91 or whatever she's working with all these MUFON women she's been with smoking man that entire time I think that they I guess. They, they established what, that they, Be- what is they, that? What is that? A, a yeah, coincidence? I mean, it can't be a coincidence. They scrubbed her. They oh, scrubbed God. her record from the FBI so that people wouldn't yeah. know. So that Mulder presumably wouldn't know what she's doing. Um, yeah. So I feel like Smoking Man knew that that was his ex or whatever, or that was his girlfriend. Yeah. And maneuvered this kind of manipulated her into this position, you know, in some yeah. sort of kind of crazy long con. And here I'm going to actually jump into this sort of my possible defense of Diana Fowley theory, okay? Right. okay. And okay. this is kind of like me just spitballing and putting it pieces together. But yeah. I, I just from from the from the the speech that she gives him when he's in the hospital and he's like comatose, you know, and she's talking yes. about I have a feeling that she did all of this, all of this for him this entire <laughs> for time for Mulder. I have a feeling she has been doing this the entire time for him. I don't know if it's out of guilt for leaving him because I'm pretty sure she left him from the way they're behaving. I don't know if it's out of guilt for, okay. of leaving him or if, and this is, this is where I'm going to kind of go into some crazy territory. If they're, they had a very similar breakup to that Scully and Mulder have later in terms of mm-hmm. Mulder's looking for his proof. Can't find his proof. Not going to be happy till he finds his proof because Diana then goes on to continue this work looking for 
essentially the same thing that Mulder is. And then what she says to him later when he's dying, he, she says, I wrote it down. You, I won't let you die to prove what you are, to prove what's inside you. There's no need to prove it. It's been known for so long. Now we can be together. Every time I watch that, I just kind of ignore it because it's gross. But I'm like, <laughs> but, but I have to like, you know, think about this, you know, critically because I want to know why she's saying that. And the, and the way she says that so pointedly to him, now we can be together it makes me think, it makes me walk back and go, okay, okay, why couldn't they be together before? What does that mean? Mm-hmm. What does that line mean? And it makes it, it makes it seem like she gave, gave up on him because he wouldn't let this go, you know? Right, and, and right, then, okay. and it sounds, it sounds remarkably like the breakup we see with MSR later, weirdly enough to me, if this is all true, just from what she's saying. And she's now saying that, hey, look, now that it's in you, you got your proof. We can now be together. Right, right. Um, okay, that's interesting. And so, and again, I this is not me justifying her actions in any, any way, shape, or form because I think in the end she made the wrong decision. But I think, I think her intentions in her mind were right. And I think that Smoking Man lied to her. Obviously, he lies to everybody. I think he lied to mm-hmm. her about what he had done to Mulder. You know what his true role was in all of this. You know, all all of the conspiracy. Like I, I think that they treat. Diana like she's just a straight up villain but I don't see her that way like I feel like it's really easy to dismiss her as just a kind of cardboard villain but I feel like there's Mm -hmm. so much more going on here that we don't want to really look into because we don't want to know like we don't want to know I don't (laughs) want to know you know yeah and I feel like I I feel like for so long I've kind of refused to look and that's kind of why I didn't see any of these (laughs) things but yeah and, and then I do think that we see it even in the um, in uh, there's there's a deleted scene we're going to talk about in a moment. And even at the end, when she's um, talking to Mulder or she's doing the surgery and Mulder's looking at her, he can't move and his eyes are he's he's crying. And, you know, just from that look that she's just like, I can't do this anymore. Like she she kind of knows from that moment that she she's on the wrong side and she ends up doing the right thing at the end. And again, it's hard. It's hard to sit here and try and defend her to a fandom that hates her so much. It's like not what I'm trying to do. (laughs) At the end of the day, we all hate her. It's fine to hate her. But I'm just kind of trying to come. I'm trying to think of to give her a way of being a kind of more dimensional character, which I think she actually is. I think she actually is with all of these sort of lines that we get. And Smokey Man even says you've never betrayed me like he says that to her and that makes me think they have this really sort of long-standing relationship yeah that we have yeah. we have no idea about so yeah he has he has a very deep trust in her cigarette smoking man does for sure yeah all of that to say they, i think that she does love Mulder. i do think she truly yeah. does yeah yeah i mean i think you're absolutely right to point to that uh sort of speech that she gives him in the hospital when he sort of lying there, you know, incapacitated, but he can read her mind and she knows mm-hmm. he can. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a very key um, conversation, if I can call it a conversation. It's a one-way conversation because it's the first time that I think that Diana's being honest with him because she knows she has to be. She has yeah. no choice she, she's because kind he of can read her mind a at that corner. point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she, it's the first time she sounds sincere mm-hmm. and she sounds quite believable when she says that she loves him. It's like the first time to me that 
she sounds like she actually has feelings, that she has mm-hmm. emotions and isn't just like an automaton. Yeah. That I, I believe her. I find her much more interesting at that moment, to be honest, than I have up until that point. It's pretty late in the game for for her sort of character to finally start to be a little fleshed out. Yeah. Um, but I think certainly up until then, I never would have thought that her motives were anything other than wicked. Uh, but in that scene, yeah, I tend to agree that if if one tries to remain calm while watching it and actually pay attention to what she's saying, which mm-hmm. I don't usually do, right? Uh, she sounds sincere. And I think that it, her motives over the course of her story arc do kind of, they appear different. At the beginning, it seems like she's all about Mulder. Uh, because we don't know any different. And then sort of in the middle, she's like this wicked per- wicked person who's working with cigarette-smoking man, and she's just strictly bad, bad, bad. And then at the end, it does finally become a little bit more um, complex. Yeah. Where, okay, no, she actually really does love Mulder. She wasn't just playing him the whole time. And that's a lot more interesting. I don't think and I she kind was, of, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I kind of wish that there had been a little bit more ambiguity um, from the beginning in terms of how she was presented to us. I just, I think about how much more an inch of an interesting character she could have been if we had often wondered, who's actually really on? Is she a good guy or a bad guy? Because from the beginning, right. everything about her screams bad guy. And th- everything about her screams, hate me, hate me. And if she, I think, like I compare her with how Skinner was introduced to the show and how his motives were always questionable especially early on. And then again, actually at this stage in the, in the series as well. Uh, but there was always a question about whose side is he really on? And is he a good guy or is he a bad guy? And sometimes he does good things. Sometimes he does, does bad things. What are we to make of this man? And it was interesting. And I kind of think if they had done that more with Diana and been kind of like, sometimes she does good things. Sometimes she does bad things. Sometimes she's appealing. Sometimes she's not. It would have been so much more interesting and more, engaging than just like, here's Diana, it's time for us all to hate her again. Because that's basically all, uh, that's that's what I feel like every time she shows up on screen. And that gets a little boring and just kind of exhausting after a while. See, I think in the end that she wasn't, she didn't do anything bad. In terms of hating her, yeah, we hate her because she's a threat to Mulder and Scully. And I mean, that just yeah. goes, that just goes to show you how powerful the MSR even was at the end of season five. That's To me, oh, yeah. that's all it is. She's not doing anything shady in, in the end. Nothing at all. We don't see her doing anything shady until uh, no. two, fa- two fathers, to be perfectly no, we honest. Have, yeah, she, we have no clue that she's that she's no. involved in anything uh, bad no. until then. Aside from being a little bit mean to Scully, she's just a regular FBI agent. Well, and I don't even think she's mean to Scully. I think she's just very um, condescending, I, yeah. I guess is the word. And again, Scully's not, Scully is not guiltless either. She treats her like shit from the jump. I mean, like I even commented on Twitter and I mean, to, to her credit, it's fine. She's being possessive and territorial, which is what we expect from Scully. But like, I was actually even making a comment on Twitter. Like I cannot find one screen cap, one screen cap of Scully looking at Diana Fowley that isn't like a straight up this bitch again face. Like every single time she looks at her, it's just with disdain. It's true. Yeah, it's totally, yeah, totally true. Yeah, I was just gonna say there was we uh, we saw that gift circulating is on uh, Twitter today that comes up from time to time where yeah. 
there's literally like, is it like lasers or flames coming out of Scully's eyes yeah. and like exploding Fowley's head? Yep. It's not far from the truth because no. that's literally how Scully yeah. looks at her. That's it's why true. that gift is so funny. So I mean, and to to be fair, to be fair to Diana, who knew? Who knew I would show up being on Diana? I, what is even happening right uh, well, now? Well, you know what? We have to have a counterpoint. Otherwise, it's just going to be really boring, right? Um, yeah, she didn't get a she didn't really get a fair uh, get off on the good foot. I oh, can't even talk. She didn't get off on the right foot with Scully from day one. So it's like no, they, 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 they both they both had bad. They made bad first impressions on one another. They treated each other kind of terribly. So I mean, we have to give Scully a little bit of flack for that too. And again, I don't blame her. Do, She's Scully. We love yeah. Scully. We no matter who. Yeah. But, Scully um, can do no wrong in my eyes. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I, I, I get it. But I mean, I think I, I guess I just am, I'm kind of pointing out a, a counterpoint to your argument that like from day one Fair we point. knew she was a bad guy. I don't disagree. I don't think we knew she was a bad guy from day one. I think she was a bad guy no, in terms she, of she was threatening yeah. our, our, our ship. But other than that, I feel like I was just kind of like, who is this? Who is this person? And and what are they going to do with her? That was kind of what I was yeah. thinking. Um, I just hated her from the get-go yeah. and wanted her gone the sooner the better. I was so happy that my favorite line in possibly all of season five, I remember it very clearly. There's not that many lines that I can remember how I felt when I heard them for the very first time because it's a long time ago now. But in the end, when uh, Diana is at the window in the in like a motel room where Gibson is, mm-hmm. and there's this worry that there's like – a guy with a gun outside or something like that. And Gibson says something along the lines of, uh, he's not here to kill me. He's aiming at you. And mm-hmm. there's something, but he said that I just remember going, yay, <laughs> they're going to, they're going to kill her off right away. And I'm not going to have to deal with this bitch again. I don't recall uh, having, almost- I don't recall having that strong of a feeling to her right off. Uh, right off the top like not that strong like it wasn't until she started like it wasn't until until i knew that she was just like going to be we're gonna have her be an antagonist that i was just like not only are you coming in between Mulder and scully but you're also a bad guy what like i i remember really, being honestly yeah like how much how many different ways do we have to hate her because yeah. man i hated her already but now she's in league with cigarette smoking man like come on yeah you know what? Before we go on, I wanted to do something here because uh, you found something online. Uh, you found a deleted scene that we both wanted to discuss because we, I think we both agree that they probably should have left this in. Um, but yeah. we, we don't have the scene because they never filmed it. So what we did is we recruited my husband, Eric, to do a dramatic reading of this scene. Um, and we want you guys to hear it. Uh, and so we're going to play that for you. And then we're going to discuss it. You ready, Jen? I think I am. All right. Fox? A faint clatter from another room gets her attention. She turns to see Mulder exiting the kitchen past her. He is pale, dazed, and disheveled, markedly worse than when we last saw him. He shuffles into the living room, seemingly oblivious to her presence. Fowley watches him pass, shaken by his strung-out appearance. Fox? Are you all right? Mulder shuffles to the living room window, peers out through the closed blinds. He doesn't look at her. Silence for a long, uncomfortable beat. Where did you go? You were asleep, and I... She trails off, shugs. Mulder is still staring out the window. Now he finally looks to her, pins her with a look, actually. Where did you go? I... I went home. Maybe I shouldn't have. Were you alone? 
Fowley eyes him, taken aback by the question. Were you by yourself? Yes, of course. What kind of question is that? We creep in on Mulder as once again we hear strange audio hits, the disjointed clamor of voices in his head. We recognize Fowley's voice rising from the din. We make out words, fragments of phrases. It's starting. The artifact. He doesn't suspect. Mulder struggles to clear his head. You were talking. Who were you talking to? By all outward signs, Fowley is puzzled by the question. To you. I'm talking to you. Mulder presses his hand to his temple. The cacophony in his head grows louder. More snippets from Fowley. Not possible. Gain his trust. I just left him. You're lying. I'm lying? What am I lying about? Mulder says nothing. Wary, he watches as Fowley moves closer. Fox, you're not well. I think I need to take you to a doctor. I'm not going anywhere with you. Fox, please. She reaches for him. Increasingly paranoid, Mulder pulls away. Another quick audio hit. The voices rise in muffled, incomprehensible crescendo. No, uh, first Skinner and now you. You betrayed me. You're here to spy on me, aren't you? Aren't you? In a sudden frenzy, Mulder swipes everything off the top of his desk, hurling it across the room. Unnerved, Fally takes a step back. Mulder upends the coffee table, sending books and papers flying. Fox, calm down. Breathing faster now, Mulder turns on Fowley, approaches, angry eyes fixed on her. Tell me the truth. Nervous, Fowley discreetly unbuttons her jacket. We catch a glimpse of her pistol tucked in its holster. You're not making sense. You need help. Please, calm down. Mulder doesn't. He keeps advancing. Tell me. A loud electric snap. Mulder winces. His legs give out. He collapses to the floor, revealing the stun gun in Fowley's hand. She kneels into frame by his body. Despite what we know of her treachery toward Mulder, we see some glimmer of real concern for him on her face. Okay, so this scene, I'm guessing, was between the scene where Diana was walking around Mulder's apartment taking her top off, and then when yeah, we see him in the hospital. About? Yeah, I, I, Let's let's I mean, let's discuss this whole thing, because first of all, they say that that Mulder called Diana, which no, I I don't think that happened. I think Krychek called Diana. Do you agree with this? Uh, I would love more than anything to agree with you on this. But the the reason why I have a hard time believing that is because we hear Diana telling, I think, cigarette smoking man, he called me from the hospital. Oh, but she doesn't say Mulder. She says he, doesn't she? It, the he could have been Crycheck. Well, and I mean, it could have just been a quicker way of saying, he, this is how I found Mulder. He called me. I don't know. I don't really take yeah. too much stock into that. It doesn't make, I mean, if he did call her, it makes no bloody sense to me. So I, I don't really know if he called her or and not. I, I'd like to think he didn't. But I don't even care about that. I just don't think he was in any Obviously. state. Like he, he wasn't even, he was barely conscious. So it's like, how yeah. is he going to pick, how is he going to make a phone call? Like, I feel like he was almost completely out when Crycheck found him. So it just made me think that Crycheck was the one because they're all working together. I mean, it just yes. makes sense to me. And I just don't. I don't see him just calling her out of the blue. Well, I, neither do I. That made no sense to me. Yeah. But then again, I mean, he seems totally fine with her being there. That's true. In his apartment. When Scully calls, you know, Diana's there, rubbing and but the fact that she is answering the phone. Yeah. And 
and Mulder seems totally fine with her being there. He's like a little bit short with Scully about the whole thing. Oh yeah, I don't like that. And so that's so I can't almost believe that he would have called her because he seems totally fine with her looking after him. Right, and, and it's like, she answers hmm. the phone with like her total bedroom voice. And at that point, I was yes, like, shut the fuck. At this point, by the way, at this point, I am I was in full on Diana hatred because I was like, yes. I love how Mulder hangs up the phone and just kind of like dives back under the covers because I was just like, yeah. oh, you have no interest in engaging her, which is good. I like to see that. But then like, yes. what is up with her taking her shirt off? What was, <laughs> what are they trying to say? Like, is she going to go in? What are they trying to say? I, I have, I honestly, Jen, even in my shipper heart where I'm like, I do not want to think that they had sex. I have no yeah. idea, <laughs> no idea why they put that in there. It makes, <laughs> it no, makes sense. no sense. It makes no sense. The main, the main reason that uh, the only reason I can think of that makes sense to me about why that's there is strictly to get a rise of yep. the audience. Yep. Because it's, it doesn't ugh. make sense to me within the narrative. Because mm-hmm. it's like, is she going to seduce him? Because if she was going to seduce him, she's picked a really strange time for that. Right. And and why else is she suddenly deciding to disrobe in his apartment? So I, it, it's an extremely inflammatory thing for her to do. And I don't see why she's doing it. There's no logical reason for it. I have a feeling... Sure. Jen, seriously, I really have a feeling that if they had removed that one thing, if they had taken that out of the show, I think that my hatred of her would decrease by like 20%. Maybe more. (laughs) No, maybe more because I, that is what really, really bothers me is that scene because I'm just, first of all, it's just sort of the idea of some woman undressing in Mulder's apartment that I just don't like. And that's, again, that's me going back to sort of this whole visceral thing we're talking about where I'm just like, no, not okay. But like the fact that it seems almost kind of rapey Right. Exactly. That's. I mean. That's. I wrote that. I, that's exactly what I wrote down. I, especially if you think about it, in like, let's pretend for a second that the gender roles are reversed and that it was Scully that was, you know, pretty much incapacitated, and some ex of hers oh, is hanging no. around, and we see him in her apartment suddenly stripping. Yeah, and, like taking off his whoa. pants or something. We would be like, yeah. what? This is we not okay. Freaked. Oh, yeah. And, and rightly so. And to this day, people would be outraged about that. Yeah. And I would be one of them. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's the exact same scenario. It's just a gender reversal. But it that, that does not really make a difference. The reality okay. is yeah. it's, it's kind of rapey. Because I can't. Here's the thing. As I, we're going to get back to that deleted scene. I promise people. They're like, why are we not talking about the scene? We will. This is all yeah. part of it. This is all part of it. Yeah. I just can't think of any reason why she would be taking her shirt off. She doesn't have any clothes there. Right? Like, did she pick no, Mulder up and pack a bag? Yeah. Like, what is she doing? I don't, I, I don't understand. Like, I, even if oh, in my no. brain, even if I'm in my brain, I want to think that she's going to go try and seduce him and have sex or something. I can't get there either because, like you said, it doesn't no. make any sense. He's under the covers. He's asleep. He's not, yeah. he's, he's not well. They're not going to be yeah. having sex. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So it just, it's a splinter in my mind, Jen. I don't know yeah, what that scene is. Oh my god! It doesn't god. make sense to me. It just—it's it, not—it's not one of those things. Like sometimes things on the X Files don't make total sense to me, and I just kind of let it wash over me and say it's the X Files. It's okay. Yeah. But this one, I can't—I can't accept its presence because it seems everything particularly about it is, provocative. It's—it just seems like it's there for the purposes of being provocative, yeah. and I don't like the idea of 
the people who are in charge of my favorite show being mean to me as a viewer just for the sake of being mean, which kind of feels like what happened there. And Mm -hmm. I don't like that idea at all. It just doesn't make sense. It seems like it's just there for the sake of everyone's eyeballs popping out. I honestly forgot it had happened for quite a long time. And then I think I heard someone talking about it on Twitter one day. And I was like, that didn't happen, did it? Yes. And oh, it did. Sorry. I had clearly blocked it out of my memory. because, And it has no context. There's no context no. for it before or after. So it's actually quite easy to block it out of your memory because there's it, it, doesn't make it has sense. no it has no effect to the rest of the episode there's no cause for it and there's no effect yeah. of it so it just exactly it, it's right. like a nothing so wait let's yep, talk about so, this deleted scene okay because yeah, clear- let, let, let's all just forget about that whole right like, again let's go back to forgetting that that scene ever happened right with because adding top, so yeah adding this scene in we realized that perhaps she did leave because in yes. this in the scene that that Mulder says, where did you go? And obviously she yeah. left and then came back, which we can all be thankful. We can all praise the Lord that there was no sex happening. But yeah, he's obviously really upset. And this is the first time I think we really would have known and noticed that he's reading minds. Because I think before we saw one scene where he hears Skinner, right? Like he's in the Skinner's office. And we don't even know at that time what's happening. I remember I've, I watched this episode a good two or three times before I even kind of picked up on that's what was happening. Because they did yeah. it so rarely. They only did it in that one scene. And then they talked yeah. about later how he had ESP or he can... Oh, he And I think Krichkow says like he he answered a question I didn't ask and again I was in my mind I was thinking like oh because he is he seeing the future like I really I wasn't entirely clear on what his power was and so I feel like you know obviously we figure it out eventually but I feel like this scene would have gone a long way to not only explain what was going on with with Mulder but to kind of explain it pinpoints the moment where he starts to distrust her which yes. I think is actually really important for this arc. And so I'm mad that they left yes. this out, you know? Oh, yeah. I'm like beyond mad that they left this out. I, I'm, There's a lot of things I hate about Diana Fowley, but the, th- the fact that, that this scene was left out gets me more angry than just about anything else because I talked about my year and a half vigil of waiting for Diana to get some kind of a comeuppance, to get some kind mm-hmm. of an emotional closure on that arc. A little catharsis, please. And that scene would have provided it for me in a lot of ways because we we see Mulder's reaction to, to learning the truth about Diana. We, we see his anger. And that's what I want. I just want someone to get really mad at Diana Fowley at some point. Yeah. And when you, when you have someone who's been hoodwinked for you know, an extended period of time by a character, Mulder having been hoodwinked by Diana to some extent, uh, you're just, the the way that that kind of a story normally unfolds is you're just waiting for that victimized character to learn the truth so that we can see a a beatdown happen of some kind that, you know, there, there's going to be an emotional confrontation. We're all going to feel better afterwards. And this was it. This was that emotional confrontation because the way it plays out in the show as aired is he we we see him in the hospital and we know at that point he he distrusts Diana and she acknowledges when she's speaking to him he can't right. speak to her at that we point we hear it from her um, we hear it from her that yeah I know you can tell that my loyalties are divided and you know he he does as best as he can in his semi comatose state um he looked pretty 
pissed off. He's got a pissed off look in his eye. Mm -hmm. That's not enough for me. That is way too subtle. Yeah. And to go from, you know, trusting her enough to be happy to have her in his apartment when he's in this very vulnerable state physically to now suddenly realizing, oh, my God, she has been working against me all this time. And for his only reaction to that to be kind of like a very mild look in his eye, mm -hmm. that is not the emotional catharsis I am looking for. So to have lost that scene but is a huge loss to me personally because it's all I ever wanted. Yeah, I totally see that on kind of like a, a, a from a viewer perspective, like because I completely agree with you. I think that would have gone a long way to kind of give the viewers the closure that they needed. But it's yes. it's interesting. Like I feel like in in the terms of from Mulder's perspective, and maybe it goes to what I was saying earlier about Diana having all this depth that maybe they didn't provide us, but that was actually there. Um, she he gets to react in a way that is his own sort of private, quiet way that we don't yes. really get to see. And it's just one more thing that this show does, like the whisper in the church, like the Christmas yeah. presents, like the, you know, it, it's just one more of those things that we don't get to see, but we know it's happening. Like we know his mind is like on fire. Like we know yeah. all of this stuff that's going on inside his head that we're never going to know. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. Yeah. so, and so, so for that reason, I can kind of be okay with it. But for the, the only other reason I was thinking that maybe they decided not to do this scene was because I think maybe it, it kind of, kind of, tipped the hand a little too soon um mm -hmm. in terms of her actually lying to scully and telling her things that were not true because i think at this point we're still supposed to really kind of question her motives and question what's going right. on with her and i mean while i while i can look at that scene in retrospect and understand why she would tase the guy and like you know, <laughs> it makes it kind of makes sense i think in yeah. the moment watching that i think it would color it would color your view of view of her instantly and moving forward in much the same way the whole taken off her top thing did you know what i mean so i yeah, feel like yeah. they could have they could have removed it for that reason um yeah. because they still kind of wanted us to be unclear on how and where, where yeah. she stood yeah yeah you're pro i think that that's a that's a good case to to make for that that you know we sort of sacrificed what would have been a, a a good character moment in terms of you know Mulder being able to express himself uh, and how he felt about the situation to some extent. Uh, right. We sacrifice that in the interest of a little bit more suspense, which I understand is just the way things go on most television shows. You know, it's interesting. And not just the X-Files. It's interesting because when you just said that, it made me think of how how they kind of removed that from Scully in the finale of the series. Um, yeah. You know, she, she wasn't given the opportunity to properly react to something that was very, that that affected her life very greatly. And right. um, and Mulder in a, in much the same way, like she, he was literally not given a voice here. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a right. really, really interesting. Point. That's a really interesting point. Um, yeah, I think we put we put together a really interesting point between the two of us. On look that one. at that! Well done. That Jen. was magic right there. But so, it's true. Really good point. Yeah, it, it and, was another and example I hate, of hate that. that aspect. But I think you also make a good point about how, you know, The X-Files is not a traditional television show. Right. And, you know, in this case, I wanted it to be traditional, uh, even though I know it's not, even though I probably shouldn't have expected to see kind of the big cathartic uh, ending for Diana Fowley that every other TV show would probably have done. Mm -hmm. uh, the reality is this is The X-Files yeah. and things aren't done the traditional narrative way. And most of the time, I think that's cool and awesome. 
It just this time I was just too personally wrapped up in the whole damn thing to accept it for what it was. Well, let's talk about her ending because I wanted to talk about two more things. I don't know what else you wanted to talk about, um, but I wanted to talk about her end, the end of her character. And also I yes. wanted to talk about uh, the vision that Mulder has in Amor Fati, which I hate talking about. But I think we have to talk about it. Oh. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that. What do you want to talk about first? Uh, maybe we should um, go in order, huh? I guess we probably should. Yeah. So uh, let's just talk about this. So I find this interesting. I know they're trying to do this sort of last temptation of Christ thing. Like I get what they're trying to do in this episode. And it makes sense to me that in Mulder's mind, even at this point where he's kind of starting to distrust her, he has no control over his hallucinations. And I mean, he doesn't have any control over what he's dreaming about. um, Right. Obviously. But like in his mind, like maybe that's the only real time that he had some sort of relationship in that way that he would have pictured those things. So I guess it makes sense to me that like she would be the one that he would see. And again, it's very clearly supposed to be like, this is the wrong choice. Like they don't, they don't ever make it seem like, Hey, this would be a great idea. Mulder, go do this. Like they don't ever make it seem that way, which, you know, yeah, I have to also say I kind of struggle with the insinuation that, you know, having a simple life is somehow a bad thing, especially considering it's yeah. Mulder who has had nothing but shit his entire life. But, you know, yeah. it's neither here nor there. Um, I don't like watching all these visuals, especially it's one of those things that it's like we we get to see all of this and we never yeah. get to see that with Scully. Damn just, right. Just the idea of that, even though it's just a vision, yeah. is it's like the whole scene with her taking her top off. It's like there's there's no need for that. Yeah. Why are we? Why why do we have to see this? It's just upsetting. Yeah. Uh, don't except, rub it in our faces. We yeah. don't need all this. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I know it, it all ends up fine, and I get it. It ends. It, we all learned that it's the wrong choice, and I get it. But it's just like rubbing it in your face. It's like yeah, we don't want to see yeah. that. And, and, and again, kind of like the emotional part of me wishes that within the context of the vision, because by the end of the vision, Mulder realizes he's kind of made the wrong choice. Scully comes in and, mm-hmm. you know, kicks his ass and mm-hmm. he realizes, whoops a ding dong, this was the wrong way to go. <laughs> whoops a ding dong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's another joke. Adding it to the there. list. Okay, thank you. Um, I wish he could have realized that with Diana at some point in the course of the vision. I wish at some point that he could have realized, you're not the one I want. Get away from me, foul woman. Uh, But instead, he loves her until she's dead. And I wish that they could have had... a worse ending in the vision than they did because everything is wonderful between them the whole damn time. There's no element to that vision where Diana is something other than positive. It, she's but she's a very positive part of that whole thing. In a way, it kind of makes sense because that's what he would want to think. You know what I mean? Like um, he, he yeah, wa- it does make sense. Absolutely. You're right. I, you're, 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 it does. Sorry, I just, I'm yeah. always coming in with the realism and ruining your day. But no, I know. But someone has to has to uh, b- balance out my insanity over this whole issue because really, I'm quite irrational about it. It is uh, again when you take into account that he, even though some people may agree, he and Scully are not romantic yet. It does it yeah. make any? It wouldn't make any sense for him to be having the vision about her. No, no, she doesn't belong in that vision. And no. really. Yeah, Diana's the closest one that that is at hand. So it's kind of understandable. It's just I just wish that I wish he could have made his realization of the wrongness of her of his choice while she was still around for to have 
been part of that wrongness as it is. She's, you know, she's just, it's all part of the happy part of the vision. And I wish she could have been part of the, of the unpleasant ending. We do get that. But she already wonderful, made an exit by then. Yeah. We do get that wonderful shot of her in a coffin, which that you know, is awesome. She's going to be, it's going to be my new phone wallpaper, but <laughs> you know what I mean? But seriously, <laughs> I think it it should be mine. Yeah. Look at it this way. Like you said, with like the lack of chemistry and all that, like when I watch that, all of that, like I don't, I don't buy it at all. Um, Which is, which is, I think by design, I think that's by design. We're not supposed to buy it because we're not supposed to want them together. I get it. It, That's the whole point. But like, it just, it goes to show you how, how well they sort of have, uh, the MSR in this episode, I'm talking about the end with the constant touchstone thing because it's like we literally have two minutes with them at the end that yeah. is it blows all of that out of the water. You know what I mean? It's And then yeah. he, yeah. you know, again, he makes the right choice at the end, which is what we need. But it's, it, it, I don't know, it's interesting that they spend so much time on that. And uh, and it's a lot of time. It's a, yeah. it's a substantial portion of the episode. Yeah, with just, well, just the idea, and this is so funny to me, and I don't want to go too much into the episode, because I know this is about Diana specifically, but, like, just the idea that, like, all of these things that he chose, or that he would have chosen to be with Diana, are things that, over the course of the series, Scully has very clearly said she wants, you know? And so, it's this sort of... It's this sort of struggle Mulder has, I think, moving forward. I think it's 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 part of his character that this is just not something he's built for, and yeah. it also it obviously leads to trouble down the road. Um, but it, it so I mean, in a way, it's kind of interesting to set that up in in this way. I mean, I'm, I wish we hadn't had to see it with Diana, but it is interesting yeah. to set the, up that portion of his character because you know he doesn't. This is not something he ever had. He didn't have this sort of idyllic family life and. Um, right. you know, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Anyway, uh, talk about, yeah, yeah. and I think that's, a, and I think it's a very valid point you made as well, that we see more of domestic Mulder and Fowley together than we really do with domestic Mulder and Scully together. Mm-hmm. And that is a great injustice in this world. It really is. And even the domestic, the domestic Mulder and Scully we get is a nighttime scene, you know, which means, uh, yeah, which a uh, great. It's great for me. I don't mind. I don't mind MSR <laughs> after dark, right? Hint, hint. Yeah. But it's still this the point. It's like everything in those flashbacks with her is just it's like it's like bright sunlight. Yeah. And we're in this suburban house and everything's beautiful and it and yeah, then and they're so happy. Yeah. Or well, you know, I don't know. I would that's arguable. But I think that mm-hmm. it's just it's positive. It's everything is kind of light and positive, positive. and everything with Scully yeah. Mulder is just dark, 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 dark all the time. Yeah, and it's, it's always. It, I mean, and again, it's it's all this sort of interesting foreshadowing, I think, um, yeah. of, of the two of them and, and where, where they're headed. Not that I'm yeah. again, I'm not I am not saying that they planned it. I don't care about that. I just look at I look at the entire show as a whole. I look at the entire yeah. story as a whole and I can see it. So I just yeah. find that really interesting. So tell me about uh, Diana's death. What do you think about that, Jen? I have strong feelings about Diana's death. Mm-hmm. Um, so many. Uh this comes back again to uh, how Diana was dealt with and what I said near the beginning of, of our podcast today, which was that so much about Diana is tell instead of show. And, you know, we all know what, like with, with storytelling, show is always better than tell. And supposedly at the end, uh, we have Diana turning into this 
good person and she's kind of exonerated in the 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 conversation that Scully has with Mulder um where Scully's telling Mulder about Diana's death and saying I never trusted her but she helped save your life just as much as I did and in doing so in saying that to me Scully's basically saying I never trusted her, but I should have because she came through at the end. And I don't think that's what I mean. We've had this conversation before. I don't think that's what she's saying at all. But. I know, but that's what I take from that. And she's given she's only got good things to say about Diane all of a sudden. And yeah, she's dead, I suppose. And she's trying to be nice. But I just hate the fact that the way Diana's exit from the show occurs, it's via that conversation. We don't get to see it. And I do mean get to. I would really like to have seen it. I mean, we get to see Kritschgau with like, I think like a bullet in his head yeah. in the burning apartment with Krychek there. It would have been I nice been... to see a scene like that with Diana. I mean, I think We that... couldn't have seen that with Diana after a year and a half. Yeah. We see it with Kritschgau, who's been in all of like two or three episodes. Yeah. Uh, but we couldn't have had that with Diana. I would just really have liked to have seen that just like to say okay that bitch is dead see and, and I think that that was by design because I guarantee you he, Chris Carter was like hey, we might want her back so I don't want to yeah. show that Chris Cow, we don't, I, we're yeah, done I with Chris Cow. we don't need to see him again but with Diana yeah. maybe we could bring her back so I, I, I think can he was s- definitely yeah keeping his options open yeah I can see why they did it I, I, I still kind of believe I still hopefully believe to this day that she is actually dead but uh, there's oh, yeah, no way no, to know I'm like sure you said that, you don't see the body yeah. then nobody's dead yeah this is it and so, uh, yeah, it was questionable whether she was actually dead or not. So it's like it's a very soft ending to to, to the to her story arc. It just kind of lands with a very gentle thud mm-hmm. when it should have ended with a bang and possibly literally. And it just she turns out to uh, apparently be good at the end. And yeah, I get sort no. of on paper. She was good. No. That's not, she did some good things. They're not saying she's good. That's not. I, I think, think they are. I, no, I don't think they're saying she's good. I think they're saying instead of looking at this character as a villain, look at this character as a complex, a complex, not so black and white character. Like, like, look, yeah. she did all this bad shit. But in the end, nothing Scully said was not true. She did save her no, life as much true. as Scully. She did save her yeah. li- save his life. She did at the 11th hour decide, look, I need to help save his life. I did the wrong thing yes. and I fucked up and I allowed Scully yeah. to do it because I know that he I know that I'm out of the picture now. Like I know that. I, it seems yeah. to me almost kind of like a it's almost kind of like a I'm not going to use the word hero because she's not, but it seems sort of like a tragic arc for her. It doesn't seem like a villain death. And I don't think that her character necessarily was deserving of a villain death because I don't think she was a straight up villain. I don't think she was. I think she was a complicated character. And I think that maybe they didn't do that justice, but I, I think that all of the threads are there. They're all there. Yeah. The threads are there, but I think she just gets a little too exonerated for my heart to take. I feel, Excuse me. I feel like I could have handled that a bit more healthily if I had seen something that made me feel in my heart, oh, Diana is trying to do the right thing at the very end here. She's she's still, you know, she's not a she's not a good person necessarily, but, but she's trying to that. do the right thing. I don't feel like we saw enough of it. I feel like all we saw was we the book mysteriously appears on Scully's desk, we don't get to see her doing anything to do with the book. We don't get to see her putting the key in. And of course, that's all to sort of maintain the mystery. Um, but we get to see that we, moment where Mulder, where she looks into Mulder's eyes. Like, I thought that was yeah. a really powerful scene, honestly. Like, I feel like to me, that was enough. 
and maybe your mileage may vary i get it but to me that was enough like i saw that and i was like well you know she's too late to to prevent the brain surgery but she's at least gonna save his life like she's gonna do something and again to me i don't i don't see that as a full exoneration like i don't see scully as Mm. fully exonerating her she says Mm. i never trusted her she says i never trusted her she doesn't she does not say i trust her now she actually uses the word never Yes, I never trusted her as in like, but she says it to me in such a way as that was a mistake. No. Like, I never trusted her, but man, I look what she did because turns out she was awesome. That's, no. what, that's how it sounds to me. No, I don't see that at yeah. all. I see her as blowing right past it. I see her as, look, doing what she has to do because she's cognizant of the fact that Mulder had, they, they had a relationship. And she knows yeah. she's the one who has to deliver this news. It's like, she's, it's like when she had to come and deliver the news that his mom was dead. Hey, Mulder, your yeah. mom's dead. Like, you know, I mean, she has to deliver this news. She knows that yeah. she's not going to be thrilled about. Maybe she's worried that he's going to start crying or something. She doesn't want to have to fucking yeah. see that, you know. So she's trying <laughs> no to do. Does. No, she's trying to do what she can to sort of soften the blow. Like, I, yeah, I, I never, ever, ever see this scene as Scully saying uh, she was a good chick after all. Like, I don't see that. I mean, she's just I, telling I, him the truth. She's telling him I, the truth, which I is agree. exactly what he says that she does. So I think that within the context of this scene, what Scully is saying makes sense and and the way she's going about it makes sense. Uh, I guess that's why I wish we had found out about Diana's death in some other way where we all could have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah. Uh, because this is the only way we find out about her death and this is the only way it's presented to us as an audience it feels like it's being presented to us in the same way as it's being presented to Mulder. Right. It makes sense that she would present it to Mulder in a way that would soften the blow. There's no point in, you know, making a, you know, kicking the boot in at this point. Mm-hmm. But it feels like we are supposed to, as the audience, um, believe Scully's account as well. And it's just, it's too soft a landing for me. It's mm-hmm. just... It's not, it's just... I'm going to hard disagree with you because I think Scully, if you put in Scully's, if you're sitting in Scully's shoes, she probably even feels a little bit bad. She probably feels a little bit, she probably feels a little bit bad for assuming that Diana was completely 100% a bad person and was out to get Mulder and was playing Mulder and all this, but she was wrong. She was wrong. So, and, and I feel like that's all that we are seeing is her sort of admitting look i know i know she was your friend like she's sort of like it's kind of like a mea culpa like hey look this is we're gonna talk about this right now and we're gonna not talk about this again you know yeah and i that's kind of how i take that scene so it doesn't i think it's i think everything scully does is fine and that scene is fine i guess i just wish we had been able to find about find out about dining's death in a way and a different way that might have made us not feel quite so sympathetic towards her right because i I understand that that you know yeah i think that we do feel a little bit sympathetic towards her the way scully tells it and i think scully is sympathetic towards her um to scully's credit she's much more forgiving than i am um i just wish we could have found out about it as an audience in a different way i guess no no, and i I completely agree with that i agree with that okay we can I, agree on that. I, I don't. I mean, again, I don't think that anytime they they don't show us a death, 
anytime we see a death yeah. on screen, I mean, we can even see a death on screen and it doesn't fucking matter on this show. So it's like, uh, yeah, look true. at Smoking Man. My God. With, yeah, blood up with a rocket. Exactly. So it doesn't not, like none of this matters. Like they could very easily have brought her back and it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. And they, they like even yeah. Critchgow could have been like, look, hey, I got shot in the head, but I'm cool. Like, look, like, yeah. Jeffrey Spender got dead. shot in the head and he yeah. was fine. Honestly. So, yeah, yeah. Seriously, in the face, for heaven's sake. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's that. It's just the way it was presented to us, the audience. Not I don't really have a problem with that scene. Uh, I think you make a, an excellent case that, you know, this is the only way Scully could have done it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me feel a little better about it, honestly. Oh, good. But I, ju- I wish there had been another scene besides this one, I guess. Yeah. Uh, that had made us feel okay as an audience to say, yeah, she, 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 she was getting what she deserved to some extent. And that's what I kind of needed that. If the missing scene had been there, the one that we so beautifully brought to life, um, if that had <laughs> been there, I think I would have been fine for yeah. the whole rest of, the, uh, of that arc. And I wouldn't have needed anything more. But because the missing scene is missing, um, this was like our last chance. Her death was our last chance to kind of feel some closure on the Diana story. And I think that lack of closure is kind of why I still hate her so long <laughs> after so- I saw that episode. It's been years. And it's I think it's because of how it ended that I never felt that, like, I didn't feel justice was right. ever served. Well, and that's the main difference. You walked away from that episode thinking that she was a bad guy, and I didn't. Yeah, I yeah, walked. Fair enough. I walked away from that episode thinking she was a complex character with with good and bad, and that her death, yeah. her the delivery of the news from Scully, perfectly encapsulated that in my mind. And the sort of yep, and the fact that we sort of just kind of fucking fly over it into beautiful MSR, I thought was perfect. Yeah. It was like Diana's yeah. dad. All right, let's do some lip touching and great forehead <laughs> kissing. Uh, uh, you I mean, know, I, yeah. to me, like how else can you how else can you better comm- commemorate Diana's memory with than with some beautiful MSR, right? So Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I like mean, the like, fact that it was just an afterthought. It was like, by the way, she's it, dead. All right, let's make is. out. You know, like it so, right? And I do like that aspect of it. No question about I it. I am here Although, to make you feel better, Jen. I mean, to throw in yet another fly in the ointment, another thing that bugs me a little bit sometimes late at night when I worry about these things <laughs> is that and I wish that it had been a clearer opportunity for Mulder to choose Scully over Diana before Diana was dead, and both in his fantasy vision and in reality, because in both cases, Diana is essential, is dead before he can sort of voice his his choosing of a Scully. And I'm not saying that he's choosing Scully by default. I don't think he is at all. But I, again, as just an invested and emotional and ragey viewer, I would like to have seen him at some point saying, screw you, Diana. I, I can see that. I'm picking Scully. I can see uh, that. Instead of like just, you know, well, Diana's dead, but hey, I've still got Scully. Like, I kind of wonder sometimes, like, what would have happened if, as we speculate, that there was a, a thought that Diana might come back? What would have happened if Diana had turned up in season seven in well, season nine or season 11 i, I don't mean, think i think would, when would he, he heard an universe all all over again? no i don't he heard i think Mulder. once he knew the truth as Mulder does he yes. knew he knew the truth that she had betrayed him 
Um, yeah. And I think even if she, even if he came to forgive her eventually, which I think he might have, it would never have been the same again. And I think he would have learned a valuable lesson in trusting Scully. So I don't really think it would, I think it only progressed their relationship. Like I don't see it as Mulder being a flawed or faulty in any sort of way in terms of the way that was wrapped up. Like I don't, like I just, I guess I just don't see that. I agree with you. It would have been nice to see him make that choice, but he, mm. He, I think, was fully prepared to give her that speech, regardless of the news of Diana. I think I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I like he was like barely listening. I think. Yeah. He was, was like, "Fuck, you ruined my whole Diana. thing." Yeah. He's like, he's he, like "Yeah, yeah, yeah." I had like, this whole speech prepared, that for a second, Scully. Scully. I got all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I don't think that I don't think her death really had a bearing on any of it, and like especially the way he no. just, especially the way he just steps over her body you know metaphorically <laughs> yeah I, 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 doesn't, I totally agree yeah. yeah i mean character wise i think you're absolutely right that that Mulder does you know with all his heart choose scully and whether diana was alive or dead he would do the same mm-hmm. i i guess i just wanted to see it a bit more explicitly it just bums me out that diana's dead at that point yeah. i wish and part of me just really wants to have at some point just sit it right to her face and just i wanted to see diana's crestfallen look when Mulder says to her, uh, yeah, fuck you, Diana. I am going to head out with Scully right now. But, you yeah. know. Now, you're that, right. That is- a- and you're the one who doesn't like the soap opera, sh- soap opera shit, I should point out yeah, right well, now. But you, you know, want that. You want that scene. Yeah, I do. We're a year and a half into it at that this point. If we're going in, let's go all in. Let's at least wrap it up properly. If we're going to wrap, oh. if we're going to start it like a soap opera, let's end it like a soap opera. That's what I say. That's funny. But you know, that's what fanfic is for. So exactly. fanfic writers, um, either if you've got a recommendation for me where this happens, or if you would like that to be a prompt to write a fanfic, please let me know because it would make me so happy. Oh, yeah, we'll put that out for people to write. I wanted to point out, too, just for the record, yet again, if Mulder and Scully were in some sort of romantic sexual relationship at this point, Mulder's behavior would all be completely ridiculously unforgivable. And I just have to put that out there. I don't I I can't see it. I don't see it. I refuse to see it. I'm sorry. I'm Scully in this situation. They are not in a romantic relationship at this point. Yeah. No, no, they can't be. And no, I, when I no, say romantic I mean, relationship, I mean like they're sleeping together and they've admitted to each other that they care about each other. No, no, that's what I mean when I say romantic. No, because that would be like straight up cheating, essentially, at that point. Yeah, and it's not even so much cheating, just like the idea that he could distrust, not distrust Scully, but that could he could choose her, or sorry, Diana yeah. over her in any shape yeah. or form. Yeah, is just or any un- length of time. Any like, yeah, is just unforgivable if if. If they had already reached that point, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, it's already it's it's already kind of unforgivable, but it would be totally unforgivable if they had reached that point. Yeah, I just don't see it, and I don't I don't like it. I don't, you know what? I just straight up don't like it, so I don't want to believe yeah. it. Um, so hey, yeah, no, because that would make that would make Mulder an even even bigger dick than he was through this whole situation yeah. than he already is. Yeah, don't buy it. Don't like it. Don't like it. Anyway, yeah. do you have any yeah. final thoughts yeah. on the foul one? Because I mean, I I've just about like- hit my limit. Yeah, I feel like I've said a lot of things. I feel like I've got a lot off my chest, and I feel good about that. Oh, good. And I, I feel like uh, there'll be a few listeners out there that that are going to agree with us, and that makes me feel happy too. Because if I was the only one out here saying, 
God, I hated Diana Fowley. And like a substantial portion of the fandom were saying, oh, she was actually, you know, really cool. I loved Diana. Loved it when she gave Scully no. the, the stink eye that time. I couldn't bear it. The well, fact that the almost everyone, almost everyone, almost. I know you're listening. I, I know that Kurt <laughs> is listening. I, I know that Kurt uh, loves Diana Fowley. Someone has to. But with one exception, I don't know anybody else out there that actually likes her. And that warms my heart. Oh. So every time I get I get angry about Diana Fowley, I try to calm myself by knowing it's okay. The anger is dispersed through the entire fandom. And mm-hmm. they can help me carry that emotion. I don't have to carry it all myself. We can so thank all you, fandom. mostly agree. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is like the, this is probably the subject that we get the largest amount of agreement on out of everything on the X-Files perhaps. Although I went out of my comfort zone defending her in this in this podcast. I eagerly await Kurt's tweet uh thanking me for that. <laughs> so uh we'll we'll see if that happens. Um, you did a you did a wonderful job. Someone had to someone had to say a few good things about Diana and you did a fine job and it was very convincing. Well, you I made an be excellent honest, case. This isn't just me playing devil's advocate. I like I truly believe that's the case. It, again, it doesn't it doesn't make me hate her any less. I'm just saying I just think she's far yeah. more de- far more dimensional than people give her credit for, and that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, um, and I'll never see past my rage. So I know, that's just the and way it's, it's okay. You you yeah. you've earned your rage, Jen. You yeah, have a thank right you. To it. Yes. Yeah, I'm gonna carry it to my grave. Please do. Um, we want to hear your rage for Diana Fowley. So please tweet at us at XFD podcast. Um, let us know what you think. Um, if if we missed anything, I mean, I know there was a lot of good Diana Fowley content we didn't even talk about. I was I yeah. was actually not sure she would fill an entire podcast. Clearly, I was wrong. Um, yeah, I feel like I think like she could fill an entire podcast in the sense that we could just change the name of this podcast to the Diana Fowley Diaries, <laughs> yes. and we could literally do an episode about her every week, and I would not run out of rage. It's true. I think it's probably true. Um, yep. But thanks, you guys, for listening, and we will be back with you again in a couple weeks with another episode of X-Files Diaries. Bye. Bye. Bye.